big thanks to Ethan for sponsoring this episode. This is the preview version of the episode if you'd like to hear the whole thing. As for our patrons, if you go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, $5 a month gets you all the back episodes. Check it out. It is a fun one. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, which is a character action game developed by Platinum Games and published by Konami for the Xbox 360 and PS3 in 2013. Yeah, and this is executive produced by Ethan. Thanks, Ethan. Ethan. Yeah. Ethan. I am really happy to finally <laughs> just to, said it like I say pocket. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm very happy to finally get this on the docket here. So Ethan, oh, thank you for uh, for yeah. forcing our hands. This this has been in the pile forever. Yes, in in part because it's it's you know something that we both like, and then also in part because it's uh, my my insisting that we do this or Metal Gear Acid before we do another mainline Metal Gear. Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. before we eventually get to three and then leave the, uh, and then five and acid and then leave the series behind. <laughs> yep. Just gonna, just um, gonna breeze right past four with a brief little summary that I put here in the outline to set up great. the context for this game. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I watched some YouTube, um, you know, essayist critical essays about, uh, Metal Gear Solid four. Uh huh. You know, before uh, before playing this, because I I only started that. I never actually like played it, played it, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to uh, see what happens. And it really doubled down on my like I'm never gonna play the game with a diarrhea man wedding. Yeah, I'm just not gonna do it. I can't, mm-hmm. can't, can't do it. Can't do it. Nope. Uh, cannot yeah. do it. I've played it twice. Um, I, I played it twice, so I did one for me and one for you, and we're good. I appreciate it. Yeah. When there's only one set of. <laughs> footsteps there's only one box scraping across the ground yep um so this is our premium episode for the month which means everybody's getting this part and Mm -hmm. then when we get down to the beat by beat talking about the boss fights that's for patrons if you'd like to join us there uh, you can go to patreon.com slash duckfeed tv five dollars a month gets you all of the back episodes and bonus shows and just a a bounty of stuff yeah so we'd suggest would suggest we think it's a good value um, and I think this is going to be a fun episode. Uh, so this game takes place as a Metal Gear Solid spinoff, takes place in 2018. <laughs> Remember when all this mm-hmm. happened, Gary? <laughs> yeah, the Senate races. Blue yep. wave. Oof. Um, uh, f- uh, four, four years. <laughs> uh, it takes place four yeah. years after the events of Metal Gear Solid 4. Uh, you play as Raiden, uh, who was introduced in Metal Gear Solid 2, uh, then came back as a cyborg ninja in 4. Uh, he now works for a private security company in the wake of the events of Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots. 
Um, do you want to tag team this short little uh, uh, summary that I have here, or do, or do you want me to explain it? Just tell me about Metal Gear Solid 4. Okay, I'm going to give you the short... I will sit here as an audience. So okay. <laughs> um, Metal Gear Solid 4 is the conclusion of the story about not only uh, Solid Snake himself, but also the, the, the Patriots, this uh, global cabal. Uh, that um, uh, initially was run by a bunch of people, but then they handed control of the economy and wars and stuff over to AI, programmed to ensure economic prosperity through continual proxy wars, and set up this massive surveillance uh, and warfare uh, system known as Sons of the Patriots, uh, which basically uh, just micromanaged every aspect of the war economy. Uh, Four's events show the downfall of the Patriots' order, uh, as just many, many different conspiracies crash into each other to take them down. Um, and uh, though they fell, the world still remained devastated by these wars and all of these new toys uh, that were developed by the Patriots and others, uh, including Metal Gears, were just kind of laying around waiting to be misused. Yeah, just a couple of follow-up questions. Okay. Is, uh, I'm having a hard time getting Kojima's point. Is war good or bad? Um, war is bad, but war that is for no other purpose than conflict's sake is even worse. Kojima okay. has a real bit, and we're going to see that in this game as well. Um, there's a real big idea that, um, if you are going to fight, then you had better be fighting for something. That was Big Boss's whole thing, but he took it and perverted it, but then it ultimately came back around as being a good thing. Yeah. yeah. No, I, was, I was being jokey. I, okay. I, 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 know, I know what Kojima thinks about war. Yeah. I was going to, my two-part question was whether he thinks soldiers are good. <laughs> um, war, is the, bad. Uh, war is bad, but soldiers are good. <laughs> yeah, because he's uh, he's transparent yes. as a man. Um. Uh, so Raiden ended up in this because after Metal Gear Solid 2, he drifted apart from his wife Rose and underwent an experimental process to, process to turn to a cyborg ninja. Mm-hmm. Um, so he lived several years reliving his trauma as a child soldier, um, fighting in this kind of fugue state, like a winter soldier kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's back as a powerful cyborg going up against a rival cyborg security uh, mm-hmm. firm, this specific one called Desperado, that are doing some nasty stuff. Uh, would you believe it? To create wars for economy. Yes. Um, Ultimately, would you believe that in the Metal Gear game, that is the plot (laughs) of the villain? Yeah, that is absolutely the case. Just trying to revive the old order and calling it something new. Um, I write hypocritically, too. Uh, There are several moments where uh, one of them just says, I mean, we'll get there, but he says, oh, we didn't create the demand for war. You know, people were fighting long before the Patriots, but also we need to uh, stage these false flag events so people will buy our stuff. This is so unbelievably juvenile that I'm going to pull my fucking hair out yep. as, as, a, as a philosophy. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not <laughs> trying to be, I understand that there are people who, who take this stuff seriously. Mm-hmm. It's so people in this game, like, and this game is supposed to be funny, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. Uh, but people just like outright just say the dumbest like four year old questions. Mm-hmm. Like, no, of course, nobody thought the Patriots fucking created war. Yeah. You dumbass. Like there's degrees <laughs> that matter. Like, I just want to grab everybody in this game and fucking shake them by their lapels and just be like, <laughs> think like a real fucking person. You 
child for a minute for a minute <laughs> damn imbeciles just this world of fucking idiots that kojima populates with is like his games with it's amazing mm-hmm. it's the dumbest fucking people every single one of them so dumb um but this is a really fun game and it's very funny as well yes so, just uh, to get, the, get that out because it's so it's it is trying to make me feel shit mm-hmm. and it's just like man you can't do it you're not good at it mm-hmm. like this is it's so childlike um so this is uh this is not a stealth game which is what the metal gear solid games tend to be um they're really weird and i would argue misguided vestigial stealth elements agreed in this um i think that they're pretty bad um instead this is a like a hack and slash kind of character action game that is all about over the top um absolutely like it's the most anime anime poison thing we've ever done Mm -hmm. for the show yeah um it's extremely like playing advent children in a lot of places (laughs) Um, as your cyborg sword man attacks with your sword using combos, uh, you have a light attack and a heavy attack, um, and you, uh, attempt to damage and stun enemies Yeah, in the uh, basic. The core of what makes this game fun for me, uh, is its block and parry system. I think this is good. This is about as good as mm-hmm. it's been actually. Uh, so incoming and attacks that are blockable, most of the time they're going to be signaled by kind of like a red flash and a, like a red cross, uh, coming from that enemy. Um, what you have to do when you see one of those come in, um, is press the analog stick in the direction of where that attack is coming from in relation to Raiden and press your light strike button, uh, and you will block and you can do this both in the middle of combos. And even if you are facing in a different direction, um, and if you time this just right, you will stun the enemy and open up the opportunity to go into blade mode. This was kind of the big advertised feature of this game that everybody kind of associates with it because it's kind of all they had for the many years that they were developing it. We'll talk about the trouble mm. development here. Uh, but you go into this blade mode, um, time slows down, and you can freely direct your cuts with your right analog stick. Yes. Uh, you can also, there's a couple different control schemes for this. This is counterintuitive to mm-hmm. me yeah. uh, on the base. I switch it to control B, uh, where you just change the angle and then press a button to mm-hmm. strike rather than flicking yeah. uh, the, strick, the stick. Um, but basically, this is the star of the show. Um, and I generally think this works really well. Like, I would agree with you that this is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there's every once in a while, I would get a little confused with the camera. Yeah. You know, um, I think I, you know, the, I was thinking about my relationship with character action games mm-hmm. as a thing and like why I don't like any of them as much as I like God Hand. Right. And it, it's because you square up with enemies in God Hand. Yeah. Um, you know, this, you end up doing big multi-person melees, you know, big Bayonetta feelings to me where it's like, mm. it's fun. Uh, but I like this more than that. That's funny you know, because it's a, it's a, the, this I I mostly believe this is like a one on one. It actually didn't really matter um, if I was locked on and squared up with an enemy. It's it's a when I say squared up, I don't necessarily mean one on one. I mean a camera behind me, pointing enemy at them, always. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, always pointing at the enemy so I can see them. I'm not mm-hmm. constantly switching around, you know, enemies and coming from the side and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, the way the camera was kind of chaotic kind of threw me off in this, and it's. It just goes, to, you know, I, I wanted something a little bit closer to a Souls thing, mm-hmm. usually, when I'm reading attacks. Yeah. Um, no. But this is this is a really, you know, in terms of this genre for me, I like this a little bit more than I like Bayonetta and mm-hmm. a little bit less than I like God Hand. Um, so yeah, it's I'd, good. I'd put myself there, too. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, if the enemy has been damaged enough, um, or if you counter them, you get uh, this Q, time will, you get a little flash, and you can go into blade mode to cut them in half for a Zendatsu, um, which is you fatalitying them. You <laughs> cut them in half and you grab their spine out, uh, and you crush it for a full heal. And yes. it also refills your blade mode. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is this is your main source of healing. There are some uh, consumables, but this is the main way you're going to be healing. Yes. Uh, you, you do not have to Zandatsu somebody to cut them apart. Uh, as enemies take damage, you will see that their limbs kind of get this blue pattern over them, kind of like a blue grid kind of thing. This means that if you go into blade mode, uh, you won't have slow motion, but you can use your blade mode attack to uh, sever those limbs. And what's fun is most enemies will still continue to attack you. Uh, you know, you yeah. can cut off both of a cyborg's arms and he will attempt to headbutt you like the main character from Lisa. <laughs> like, it, it, yeah it's ex, it's extremely uh, uh what is it the monty python yes you know the the knight mm-hmm. um very silly yeah um you also get sub weapons in this this is where you get rocket launchers and grenades and stuff um this is where your consumables are to heal things mm-hmm. like that this is also i would argue like largely underused yeah as a thing mostly because i think the combat is too fast-paced to aim anything yeah, most of the time, if I tried to aim, especially at an airborne enemy, uh, all of their ground-based support would come up at me. Uh, the aiming yeah. system just isn't very good. Mm-mm. No, it, it's it's really like all of the things that are Metal Gear-y about this should have been taken yes. away. Like the stealth and the the you know, reliance on ga- gadgets and stuff. Like you, you get 3D porno mags mm-hmm. to distract enemies with, and like that's not very useful. Like sneaking no. around is not good in this yeah in fact you know? i kind of want to fight like fighting is fun so i don't want to avoid yeah. i don't want to avoid these encounters <laughs> it's if if they forced you to do more of that stuff it would i feel like it would seriously damage the game yes um and that almost feels like you know if they were really trying to shoehorn in like oh no no this is still metal gear don't worry yeah they could have really fucked up and stepped on a rake they really could have yes. yeah. yeah fortunately platinum is more discerning than that yeah, yeah, they they uh they they luckily did not step on that rake. Mm-hmm. Um, as you beat bosses, uh, you'll obtain their special weapons, and these replace your strong attacks. So these have specific uses that we can talk about as we unlock them. Um, I ended up sticking with the first one for most of the game. The first one um, is really useful. I liked the spear. Yeah, I, yep. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, you, there, there are some light RPG elements in this. You can upgrade your capabilities with battle points that you get uh, by performing well in combat. Uh, you can improve like your health and your fuel cell capacity, which gives you more blade mode. Uh, you can even do upgrades to your weapons, either damage or for your main sword. You can make it like recharge more energy as you slash people and stuff. Um, yeah, uh, you're, you're going to want to be up- updating Uh, And you can do this, like, not just between missions, but, like, you can go into the codec and fire off uh, and do this and then just start at the most recent checkpoint, which is, uh, uh, the the checkpoints are generous, so you can do it pretty much any time. In uh, character action tradition, there are a couple moves that should have been included with your character that you actually have to buy for some reason. Um, You know, some of these are just combos, but you also, your uh, air parry and your dodge roll are both locked behind this gate. There's a boss um, that I don't expensive. know. I don't know how you would do but, without air parry. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it's really silly when when this genre doesn't include stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like you can see that they knew that you needed them, so they made them cheap. Yeah, you know everything else is is like you know many thousands, and these are like three and four thousand respectively. And just like why not just fucking give them to me? Mm-hmm. You know, give boy, them to oh me and tutorialize them, please. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, between fights, uh, you get around these stages. Uh, your primary way of doing that is by using a ninja run ability. This is just like a context-sensitive free run uh, where you will automatically navigate obstacles in front of you. Uh, kind of similar. It's a, like a much more um, like hands-off version of what you have in Assassin's Creed. Um, and mm -hmm. now while you're ninja running, you can do quick slashes uh, and also uh, kind of do these uh, side attacks, start combos. This ends up being pretty useful because as you are ninja running, if there are projectiles coming toward you, bullets, uh, Raiden will automatically slash them out of the air. So this is a way to close the distance without taking damage uh, and possibly getting stunned. Yeah, and it ends up becoming necessary anytime that bullets are coming at you. Yeah. You know, you can, you can deploy this tactically. Um, when you do, when it does allow for a stealthy approach, it uses the caution slash alert model from the rest of the series. So, uh, they don't know about you. They might know about you caution. They mm -hmm. go into alert and then they go back into caution, which means increased patrols and the like, yeah. um, you're going to fight anyway. Yeah. There aren't, uh, really places to hide or circumvent mm -hmm. enemies. Um, even though you can do recon, you have like a kind of a detect detective vision. Yeah. Um, but if you do anything with that, it turns off. Yes. Um, so you, so it it is not really possible to mm -hmm. stealth this, I feel like. Uh, there are doors. Like the way to progress may be locked off to you if you are in caution or alert mode. Uh, but you get around that by killing everybody who might have been alerted to you. So combat gets yes. you forward either way. Um, this is largely boss focused boss and like mini boss, Yeah, you know, so, you know, just the regular soldiers are not what you're playing this for. That's just to kind of show off. Um, the bosses are tough and you have to learn the game's mechanics and kind of learn the boss's patterns mm -hmm. uh, for them. Um, they're also, uh, very cinematic. Yeah. Um, they're tied in these kind of larger than life set pieces. You have to do quick time events in the middle of the boss. Um, every boss will, dump out of their arena, taunt you and do something. Yeah. You know, yeah. you have to deal with things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, quick time events. I feel like I'm seeing fewer and fewer of those, which is good. Uh, it feels mm -hmm. very dated when you get into a game that relies on them as much as you get here. You know, just the, the, the nice uh, thing about, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like the, the nice thing about this one is that if you, you just have to hit the button. It doesn't matter if you hit the wrong button first. Right. Right. Um, Cause that's the worst. Like when quick time events are just going to come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you're just, you know, trying to do a combo or something and uh, you fail for hitting the wrong button. Yes. Um, each of the encounters is ranked. I would say they rank too much. Uh, one of my uh, bad uh, one, of, one, of, one of my complaints about this is that uh, as it is tallying up your points and showing you the complete breakdown, you know, by time, how many Xanthotses you had, etc., uh, you can't proceed. Like, it will actually block you. And it's like, no, I want to yeah. run to the next fight. Don't tell me how I did. I don't care if I got a C or a B on this. I'm not going for an S. Please stop. Yeah. They should allow you to audit Metal Gear Rising. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you don't get a grade. Yeah. You still get to play through it. I don't know if that's um, like a rare, if that's like me playing the game wrong or whatever, but like, yeah, I don't care about the, the rankings. We've talked about that before. We talked about it with Bayonetta and with Devil May Cry. It's a mainstay that I do not understand. It does not tickle my psychographic. Yeah. I have no interest in being scored yeah. uh, in a video game. Um, aesthetically, this game is bold. Mm -hmm. uh, it is very uh, of its time. Yeah. You know? Um, both in terms of like kind of everything about it. Like this is, um, 
teenage edgelord, edgelord feelings, mm-hmm. I feel like, kind of front to back. Like, uh, Raiden is ridiculous and has a ridiculous <laughs> voice performance in this, where he starts talking like this. Yeah, uh, he starts back. going into Marge mode. <laughs> Homer, I will terminate you. Like, he starts going into Marge mode, and it's so ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, and then the most famous part of the aesthetics of this is the music, mm-hmm. which is like an Evanescence Power Man 5000 <laughs> experience that uh, I learned through talking on the Slack that tons of people absolutely fucking adore. I, and I was surprised because I, I was like, man, this shit's embarrassing. I, <laughs> I, I, I kind of like it. There are a couple of bangers in this. <laughs> I, I hate every single one of these songs. I wouldn't okay. listen to them with your ears. Not, I, uh, not even the Mr. Not, one? Not the Mr. Years. one's really good. No. The, with the piano? Okay. No way, dude. All right. I don't know. I just, I, I can't, I can't do it. Oh, can't do it. The lyrics are fucking yeah. embarrassing, but like the actual just like rock stuff is fine to me. It, it fits. It's of a piece it, to me. It's a very specific kind of rock though. It's like, a, <laughs> it's, again, it's very Power Man 5000. There's, mm. there's a, when you fight Sundowner and it's got the dubstep drops <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the rock. And like, you're meant to find this funny. Like you're meant to be like, oh man, look at, look at this bad music. Actually, you know, this music's really bad. I wouldn't listen to this unless, you know, like, I, I feel like you're, you're meant to like, this is supposed to be guilty pleasure yeah. music maybe. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I had, a, and when, and lyrics, when lyrics come in and when I'm playing a video game, uh huh. You know, and they're commenting on what's happening in the video game. Mm-hmm. Like that is poison to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, uh, so we're 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 split on that. Like, I don't absolutely love this. I feel like it's complimentary. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It does go for the vibe they're going for. It just mm-hmm. I like this game in spite of the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it'd be like the mall teen vibe this is going for is not something I respect. <laughs> uh, you, do, in any way. you do not respect a mall teen. No, no, of course not. <laughs> what am I doing? Respecting a multi? Like, you know, I, I do not respect the corner in the back of the Spencers where they no. have like the black light t-shirts. And okay, no, I, know. I think that all humans deserve some dignity, but that's okay. You, you can, you can be some different too. Some humans deserve more dignity than others, Okay, man. okay, Just, all right, okay, all right, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, oh, so no personal offense to any listener or Ethan, if you dig the music in this game, mm-hmm. I... It does fit, but every single time it happened, it made me feel like like I was watching a demo kiosk for like <laughs> a 2003 skateboarding video or something, and I, yeah, I just got yeah. really embarrassed and felt like my skin crawl. Yeah, this so. is this is what would have been like on the um on like the the, the sample listening station at a at a Sam Goody circa 2002. 2007 X Games <laughs> like soundtrack like yeah gua. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's the, a thing though. There, there are some kind of standard Metal Gear Solid things that that, that are present here too. Uh, there are VR missions that we didn't do really. I did the I did the ones that were tutorials, but like those get down into challenge modes. Uh, people enjoy those. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, could at conversations come back? But I'm not here to look at the talking heads. Uh, all of the lore that you would get out of that, you can just get by reading the TV tropes page. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm glad that you also did not go deep on the codec because in in this type of game, like I, it really hurts the pace, mm-hmm. you know. And th- this is coming from somebody who thinks that it hurts the pace in like regular Metal Gears as well. Yeah, you know, like I, I don't think that's a great pacing thing. It's even more in stark relief here, where it's like you know you want me to get pumped, you want me to you know engage with this really fun combat. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care about Doctor's backstory. No. No. you know he's a cartoon I know that you can learn his real name but <laughs> like, yeah yeah 
Seems, so. seems like a nice enough fella. Even mm-hmm. though, you know, who knows, in Metal Gear 9, he'll turn out to be the founder of the, you know, the the Illuminati or whatever. Right, right. Similar to how the what's-his-heads, the uh, the guys from Metal Gear 3 turned out to be all the shitheads. Yeah, all the patrons. For no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Only some of those really them, nice I... guys turned out to be monsters. Right. Paramedic, so, no. Why did you make a gray fox? Yeah. Stop. <laughs> It doesn't seem doesn't seem like something that would happen. Nope. But you know, can't yeah. question the genius. <laughs> um, How dare you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, man. Soldiers are good. <laughs> uh, so we know a lot about this game's development, uh, primarily because a lot of it happened in the open. Uh, this game was announced well before it should have been. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, well before they even really had a game to put around the concept and the mechanics. Uh, they began working on uh, this initial version, and then it was scrapped before Platinum came in to rescue it. Right. Uh, Kojima, you know, just after Metal Gear Solid 4, Kojima's team was working on what was going to be Metal Gear Solid 5, um, which is going to be a prequel centered on the boss. Um, but this fell through because of mismanagement. So the team kind of expressed their interest in telling the story of how Raiden became a cyborg. Yes. Um, and they went with that. Um, they were originally going to make this take place between Metal Gear Solid 2 and 4. Right. Um, and this was teased uh, throughout the first half of 2009, a scant year after Metal Gear Solid 4 came out, um, before it was revealed at the Microsoft presentation at E3. This was a big deal um, uh, that it was revealed at a Microsoft presentation uh, because this was like there was still some console war bullshit going on and Microsoft mm. was making this big play to get more Japanese developed games on the system. Uh, people lost their shit thinking that this was going to be Xbox 360 exclusive uh, for the first time, a metal gear game, not uh, leading on the PlayStation. That was not the case though. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's not exclusive. I ended up playing the PC same version of this. Yeah. Um, when E3 2010 rolled around, they just had a short trailer a demonstration of realistic human dismemberment, uh, which is no go in Japan. You're no. not supposed to uh, vivisect people. Nope. Um, and the what we know about this version of the game is that it probably would have resembled the Arkham games. Yeah. Um, you know, less focus on the kind of stealth, more hunting and dispatching enemies. Mm-hmm. You know, not kind of like waiting for guard patrols, but actually being a predator. Yes. Uh, you know, there still would have been stealth. You would, you know, would not want to take people on directly, uh, making the balance between stealth and combat a little bit more even. Um, but the team was still, uh, attached as they would be kind of to the end to, uh, making this, uh, more like assuring people that this was going to be like a Metal Gear Solid, uh, kind of ex- experience kind of talking up the idea that you would not actually have to kill any humans, uh, you could do these non-lethal runs that focused on disabling the cyborgs as opposed to killing them, uh, you know, zipping through and cutting off their legs so they can't come at you. Uh, this project lost its way in late 2010. The original director was sent to another division at Konami. Um, and they basically, apparently at this point, they designed a really good cutting system, but not a game to put around it. Like they knew how to dismember things, but that was going to be a minor part of the stealth you know, focused mm-hmm. game they're going to do. Yeah. Um, so they needed to make a game that would support cutting everything into little pieces. Yes. Yeah. Such is my life. Into little pieces. <laughs> um, is this your, which, which, which of your resorts is this? Um, it's either the penultimate or the ultimate resort. Mm, okay. Okay. Sandals. <laughs> yep. Damn it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking he's a sandals too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man uh so platinum games they were just interested in the project they were looking forward to playing it when it came out they were fans and they asked kojima like hey what's up with that it kind of seems to have disappeared um and kojima was like oh funny you should mention that uh, uh we're not doing it anymore and if you want we you know if this is going to be made we want it to be kept in the hands of a japanese studio uh do you want to strike a deal and they did yeah uh, so Platinum, uh, in order to kind of have more freedom, they moved the time period of the game until after Metal Gear Solid 4, um, got rid of most of the stealth elements, which they found dull. Um, you know, who knows if they would have been dull in the way their game was originally. Mm-hmm. Um, they suck in the, how the game is now. Um, but the, after that, the, the development happened really smoothly once it kind of found its identity. Um, rewrites happened quickly. Platinum did what Platinum does, which is, you know, either make their own games or take properties and make character action versions of it. There's a transformers platinum game that is yeah. a character action game. It's yeah. fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we mentioned the music. Uh, this is uh, composed by Jamie Christofferson. It is mostly heavy metal and electronic music. We mentioned that uh, the bosses have their own themes uh, with, with lyrics. You can go and read these and get some just real juvenile poetry about their uh, personal philosophies and backstories um i like some of them gary doesn't uh this is all preferable to them stating this information directly to you like if this content is going to be there i would rather it be in the lyrics of a song that i can ignore than a post-death monologue yeah yeah um there is still monologuing like it's uh, this game this game does it does end up being heavier on the cutscenes than i would like uh but uh they did that they did us a solid by putting this more um let's say uh juvenile ephemeral stuff into the uh into the lyrics right yeah and it's also the cutscenes in this are like the 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 line that the metal gear solid games uh toe with comedy mm-hmm. you know there, there are people i don't think my personal opinion is that the metal gear solid games in general are meant to be taken seriously yeah and that to some people it's just super funny because it's outlandish, but I don't think that's the intended effect. Yeah. Except in this game. Mm-hmm. Like I think this is meant to be funny. Yeah. Uh it's so I mean, especially like in anybody who doubts that, like, who are the people shedding single tears at the end boss of this? Like, <laughs> you know, maybe people are sniper wolf in that shit, but if so, I don't understand you. Like, the, I think this is meant to be not taken super seriously, mm-hmm. personally. Agreed. So the cutscenes don't bother me as much because they're funny. Yeah. You know, if I think of them as a comedy thing, like, oh, this mm-hmm. this makes sense. You're not. And the only times they really fall down for me is when they're really trying to make me feel something. Yes. You know. Um, yeah. Because I know that war is bad. I know soldiers are good. You can <laughs> right. tell me. Yeah. Um. You know. I don't. Uh, you're not. You're not. You're not. You're preaching to the choir, man. Yeah. Uh, the final teasers were sent out of the press inside these small replicas of Raiden's seven severed arm. Yeah, so just, free arm. Just just mail those mail an arm to somebody. Just in a poster too. Yeah, tube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, the game did well. Uh, sold really well. Reviewed pretty well. It's like an eighty on Metacritic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is about right. You know, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That seems um, about appropriate. That's about yeah. That, that that's about right. Put it uh, o- overall on things. Uh, there were two pieces of story DLC that were released. These are included in the uh, in the PC version. We're not going to be covering those because they're actually kind of lengthy. Um, mm. But these fill out the backstories of some of the characters, like things that they were doing immediately before the events of the game. Uh, kind of the major uh, kind of antagonist rival 
uh, to Raiden, uh, Jetstream Sam, and also uh, Blade Wolf, who is this AI uh, robot wolf with a saw for a tail. Yeah, uh, th- those are the big reason why I didn't want to do the DLCs is because they filled in backstory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I, you know, I don't, I, it's, I'm not that interested. Mm-hmm. Um, Kojima enjoyed working with Platinum. Uh, he wanted to make a new version, like a new a sequel to this game, either with the original interquel between Resident Evil or not Resident Evil, fuck, <laughs> uh, Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> it's real wild. Yeah. Um, between uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 and 4, showing how Raiden became a cyborg, um, or doing a new story involving Gray Fox. Yeah. Um, did not uh, did not happen. Yeah. Um, and like any uh, story that involves uh, Kojima and Metal Gear, uh, it ends with him having a massive falling out with Konami. Uh, his relationship with them deteriorated as uh, Konami just very clearly and apparently just stopped wanting to make video games. Um, and so after Metal Gear Solid V, he pieced out, uh, formed his own studio, and uh, did Death Stranding. And the last Metal mm-hmm. Gear game we're going to get outside of maybe a pachinko game somewhere is Metal Gear Survive. Yeah. Yeah, not even Metal Gear Five. Yep, not even the good one. Um, I like if they weren't uh, so loud and making so many pachinko things based on former properties. Mm-hmm. I would kind of respect Konami just being like, I don't want to make video games anymore. Yeah, yeah, just not a market we want to do. Know, Have you seen how profitable gambling is? <laughs> people, I've invented the perfect business. People walk in, they leave their money, they walk out. Um, I just, I got to normalize people just retiring. Yeah. You know, where companies just being like, we just don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd respect it more if they sold off the IP to other people so they could continue making it. But yeah, yeah, 100%. Like they should stop making pachinko machines. Of it. <laughs> you know, even though like if I'm in a in a casino, I will play the Silent Hill pachinko before I would play like the. Oh, hell yeah. You know, generic theming, pachinko. Theming, theming matters. Come on. Think of the lore. Like I'm, I'm interested in seeing how it can, how the pachinko continues James story. Does it become a gambling addict? <laughs> Um, pyramid head oh. pyramid head oh eddie aww. Aww, aww. <laughs> nurse like desiccated nurse boob um yeah. uh so that, that's basically what we got for uh generalities here uh the bulk of this episode is going to be in the moment to moment lots of cutscenes and stuff happens fun combat that's all going to be uh in the main episode if you are hearing this um you can get that by going to patreon as we mentioned mm-hmm um and if not thank you for listening to this and we'll be back next week with a dispatch we will umbasa umbasa <laughs>